um, we're going to uh, talk today about the fact that our kingdom of not, is not of this world. Our kingdom is not of this world. It's our kingdom. We are citizens of the kingdom of God. It's a heavenly kingdom. Um, that statement, it's not of this world, it means that it, it didn't originate here. Its origin, the origin of this kingdom is not of this world, even though its occupants physically reside here. Well, some of them anyway, then we have some in heaven as well. But uh, this kingdom uh, uh, manages heaven and earth. So in uh, John chapter 18 is where this statement comes from. And we'll <coughs> look at the situation surrounding it. In John 18, verse 11, we see Jesus being uh, arrested, amen, in the garden. And so, uh, um, 18, I think, okay, verse 7, he says, ask them again, whom do you seek? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth, I told you I am here. He, if you seek me, therefore, let these others go their way. Let these others go their way. So Jesus had released the disciples from any further responsibility, contact, anything with him. They were protected by, anybody remember how you're protected in the Last Supper, the Passover. Remember, that always brought the passing of the death angel over them. So that left him alone to die by himself because he had made a covenant with them that would protect them from the death angel. So none of them were slated to die because of anything. It's important because you see Peter doing something here in verse 10. And it says... <coughs> He says uh, in verse 9, let me see, go back to 7. I've told you I'm here, therefore let these go their way. Verse 9, that the saying might be fulfilled which he spoke of them which you gave me, I have lost none. So we have a covenant of we're not the sacrifice in anything. You got me? I mean light affliction folks and that's it. You know, just to affliction really, the Bible says to afflict your soul is good for the development of your spirit. So we gain by any affliction of the soul or, you know, anything that we have to put off that we'd like to have right now or something like that. Uh, uh, the Bible's very clear about that. Those are the things that we have to endure uh, for the sake of the gospel or for the sake of Christ. And he says here, I've lost none. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it, hit the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. And the servant's name was Malchus. Now in... Uh, the gospel of Luke it, it tells that Jesus healed him put his ear right back on his head again and healed him and he says put up the sword into your sheath he tells Peter this the cup which my father has given me shall I not drink it so this is Jesus's individual responsibility apart from the disciples and apart from everybody else he has his work to do And they have theirs. Their work has come to a standstill because of what Jesus has to suffer in this this last time that he's down here on the earth. But you see Peter continuing to separate himself from Jesus. 
not knowing he's protected he could have gone in and out freely he could have you know spoke up if he wanted to or whatever but he went out in and out and, and kind of stayed in the background separating himself from Jesus and it says in verse 19 the high priest then asked Jesus of his disciples and of his doctrine Jesus answered I spoke openly to the world I ever taught in the synagogue and in the temple wherever the Jews resort and in secret I've said nothing so he says everything that I do I've done publicly and this is true about the gospel in this day and age it's always done publicly it's never uh, this is not a hidden message this is not a message for a few select people this is a message for the whole world and so they continue to interrogate him they bring him before Pilate and as they bring him before Pilate then Pilate himself begins an interrogation in verse 33 Pilate entered into the judgment hall again and called Jesus and said to him are you the king of the Jews that's what the the um, uh, uh, religious leaders accused him of of saying he was a king what that does to antagonize the Romans is the Romans recognize no king but Caesar and any other person that said they were a king would would be guilty of either trying to cause some insurrection of trying to overthrow uh, Caesar's government and so forth and so on however Pilate can never find Jesus guilty of anything like that sometimes sinners worldly sinners can pick up more wisdom than religious people because religion so blinds the mind religion uh, will convince a person they're right when they're 100% wrong and so it's it's much more entangled and involved you don't think that religious mindset is powerful you look at the Muslims they continue and continue and continue to attack Israel continue to uh, attack they attack everybody you know Israel's they're just somebody they can pick on on a regular basis you know and so uh, it, it, it's a horrible thing to see what religion that is uh, some type of man-made formula ritual to make himself feel holier you understand what I'm saying it, 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 it's amazing the power that that has over people's minds and how difficult sometimes it is to get the pe- people to snap out of that and let go of it because they so cling to it because it, it's kind of like all they have and so when you see that you see that there is a, a uh, um, kind of a coming together and agreement that the world and the religious world have against the real uh, relationship with God or the real people of God. Uh, that's always been true. It's always been religion teaming up with the world to fight the real church. You know, so that's that's always going to be there. There's going to be that conflict and that antagonism. And you're you sometimes I know when I was a new Christian, I thought, boy, I've come out of the world and I can go in church and everybody's friendly and wonderful and great. And you got more of the word stolen from you from church people than you did from people in the world people in the world didn't know enough but it was always religion that was the thief of the word of God and so we have to be mindful of that ourselves 
to keep our hearts pure before God and keep a, a, a good healthy love attitude at all times and that's your best antidote against religion you won't need it if you keep if you keep relationship in the forefront you have no need and no taste for religion and so in uh, in Pilate then begins to question Jesus again verse 36 Jesus answered my kingdom is not of this world and this is the reason he tells him this he says if my kingdom were of this world then my servants would fight for me not to be delivered to the Jews said they would fight for me so really if you think about it the kingdom of God is defined by what the servants of God fight for Mm-hmm. what are we really here contending for you know and so if if you think about that the kingdom is defined in the life of his servants the kingdom is defined in the standards of his servants the kingdom is defined by the activity of his servants he said if my kingdom was of this world my key, my servants would be fighting to get me out of here. You know, it, it would be all-out warfare. But the fact that none of them came to his rescue meant not that they were chickens, and and that that's part of it. You know what I'm saying? They didn't want to be associated with him because he was in trouble now. But the other part of it is that they had no motivation to fight. They had laid their weapons down at his command and his behest. And he said I'm not even going to allow them to come to my aid and rescue. Nobody's going down for this but me. My kingdom is not of this world. I am not trying to hold on to the temple over there or the the uh, the gifts on the altar or any of uh, that big building. I already prophesied it was going to be destroyed, and and in my temple would be destroyed, but raised up again. That temple's not to be raised up again. And so when he starts to talk about his kingdom, it's defined in the activities of his servants. What do we see the servants of God doing? in this day and age what have we seen the servants of God doing in all of the ages what did the servants of God do in the book of Acts Hmm? they consistently renounced the world the world's systems the world's goods the world's desires you read the New Testament and the letters are admonishments to the church to stay away from the things of the world stay away from the lusts of the flesh and carnality all of that kind of stuff it's a consistent message from Jesus to his people and his disciples so when he tells Peter to put up his sword what he's saying is that you don't have to fight for me my father knows how to bring aid and comfort and rescue to me he said I can call legions of angels to my help and so the other thing was Jesus didn't call any supernatural heavenly help he depended upon the father to send him what he needed there were angels that ministered to him in the garden but after that it was Jesus trusting the father step by step for what he had to do so Jesus told him he said you know I have a cup to drink of that my father has prepared for me 
there's something I need to do that the father has prescribed for me to do and the father is the one who's going to strengthen me to do it in other words it's beyond what you see in this natural realm it's beyond what you may have had in your mind that your life in Christ was going to be about or your life with me uh, as a disciple was going to be about what the father has prepared for me is beyond that but it also is something that's necessary for you to go to the next level and continue this kingdom that is not of this world and so his kingdom then is reflected in what his servants fight for what's in our heart that we desperately desire what's in our heart that we really really think is worth fighting for taking a stand for what are we uh, uh, basing our Christian witness upon? What is it that we are, are uh, allowing the world to see about us that proves that our kingdom is not of this world see we we walk it out on a regular we walk it out on a daily basis you know that's why people are so quick to judge us and it really it's never really quite according to God's standards that they judge us but some relig- religious fictitious thing that they have in their minds but they're they're on the right track because they expect us not to be interested in the same things they're interested in and when they find us interested in them then they want to call us out about it well I thought you were supposed to be a Christian you're not supposed to be doing this you're not supposed so they they define our kingdom a little bit for us see they expect it not to be of this world that's why they're they'll they'll send camera crews behind Christians that that have money or ministers that have a lot of money and and all of that kind of stuff you can go on any uh, uh, website and find something about how ministers live what they possess how big a plane they have how big a runway it is and all of that kind of stuff because they expect our kingdom to speak of something other than what they value they expect it and they have a right to expect it because our kingdom is not of this world so what do we fight for and what do we emphasize that's that's what that's really what it's all about it's it's about uh the kingdom that jesus as jesus defined it that it is a kingdom within and not without and that was something that was really hard for uh, for early followers uh, to understand. Like the ones, the, I'm talking about the ones who were invited to follow Jesus as he preached. The rich young ruler, it, he couldn't accept that. He how could how could anybody ask? How could God ask me to part with? <laughs> and people ask that question all the time you know this is something that's really dear to my heart how could God ask me to part with that well if its origin is in this world he totally has a right to ask you to part with it because his kingdom is not of this world he's inviting you into another world that is within you he wants to put riches within you where they can't be robbed you have total access to them you have total control over them they'll be good for you they'll serve your life but it's not what you see out here it's an invisible kingdom 
And so when we talk about these things, these invisible things, and these things that are inward, and, and the, the inward blessing, and the inward richness, and all this kind of stuff, and we don't talk about what's outside the world, then that brings a, a, a kind of confusion sometimes to people. People don't understand how important it is to have this kingdom within. So every strategy of the enemy is to move us out of the kingdom of God and over into his kingdom where he can manipulate us he can uh, keep our gifts and our abilities locked up where they can't be utilized and they can't be accessed they can't be appreciated because they're they're not uh, uh, I would say energized by the correct spirit See, gifts that were put in you were putting you by God for his glory, for his use. To call up into this world at a certain time to bring a blessing to this world. To people who are living right now where you are. And for succeeding generations. And so God put these gifts and abilities in us so that he could have control over them so that they could do the maximum job that they're they're designed to do. See any gift or ability you have will only do its minimum as long as it's locked down by your flesh. As long as it's in the darkness of of the kingdom of this world it's only going to do so much. But when it's energized by the Holy Spirit it will do wonderful things. You see a lot of people who have great speaking abilities and they can do some things and you think to yourself boy if that person were saved that that gift to run the mouth is not going anywhere and that desire to help people is not going anywhere it's just that they took uh they you know maybe they didn't hear the gospel or it was presented to them they didn't like it and they thought they could do better on their own there's this this road that that people need to be able to choose to get on so that that gift can do maximum what it wants to do in the world and they'll get out in the world and be frustrated and maybe settle for less and and let that gift only do a certain amount because it's not under the authority of god etc etc and so we we see a lot of this in the world gifted people um, that can only take it so far when they take it as far as they can it will bring the world's wealth but it won't bring his kingdom see it won't bring the kingdom within and so they'll have the world's wealth they have the world's notoriety they have all of that stuff and but it, they don't have the righteousness peace and joy they don't have that inner thing that God wants everybody to have and that inner thing is very necessary you see the increase in in young people on drugs at 12 and 13 they have nothing better to do with their life and you know when you're when you're 12 and 13 you're still dreaming about being a uh, a fireman or a doctor or an astronaut or something your your mind is full of hope and how did that get shut down so quickly uh in these young children and so uh, the, the, his kingdom allows people to dream. It allows people to see and have, uh, uh, have hope for the future. Uh, to have some kind of understanding of human potential. 
all of that that's that's what the kingdom of god opens up to people uh so it it's a personal thing because it 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 does reside within the individual but it does not originate on earth this this kingdom was before the beginning of time folks it's an eternal kingdom and it therefore can withstand all the changes of time it's it's not old-fashioned and it's not outdated and it's not it's eternal see the fact that something was here before time began has nothing to do with its age in with respect to to how things on the earth age when you're just bound into the earth you have the the you you suffer the effects of the earth's atmosphere that tends to destroy and deteriorate and all that kind of stuff well that's not true about anything eternal and that's why a lot of times when we we speak the word of God or we talk about what's in the Bible and people will say things like that uh, well uh, that was for that time and you got to bring it up to date into this day and age this modern day well anybody who lives in this day and time doesn't think that way anymore but because this word is eternal that makes it relevant in every age see there's a relevance that eternal things have that temporal things do not and they're trying to judge that which is eternal on the on the value system of that which is temporal and when you talk about the things that originate in this earth they're going to deteriorate they're going to go out of style they're going to be passe they're not going to be relevant anymore but things that are eternal have a relevance that relevance can be brought into any day and age because that wisdom uh, is is ancient that wisdom has withstood that that wisdom has been tried from generation to generation and so uh, when we talk about our kingdom our kingdom is very relevant folks it's not an irrelevant kingdom so we should never be reluctant to tell somebody Jesus Christ is the answer we should never be reluctant to tell somebody uh, that prayer will change their situation we should never be reluctant to reach out to somebody uh, with with what we have that's eternal because it has withstood the test of time see it's it's already been tried in every every possible situation and it's still right it's still true and it still works and so that's the thing that we have that's the advantage that we have and i think that's why you know the word and people who speak the word get so shot down in the 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 worldly forum you know they we get shot down and then we get intimidated and then we kind of shut down and don't want to declare what it is that god wants us to declare and so we talk about the riches of this kingdom the riches of this kingdom are not temporal the riches are not of this world they are not they are spiritual riches in roman four, romans 14 if you'll turn there <clears throat> Romans chapter 14. Uh-huh. And verse 17. And he says. <clears throat> uh, let me see. Let's start in verse 13. He says let us therefore not judge one another anymore. But judge this rather that no man put a stumbling block on 
or occasion to fall in his brother's way. So we are a brother's keeper. We, we have to live a life as Christians that helps the brother walk, walk close to God. He says I know and I'm persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself. But to him that esteems anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. In other words, that's a matter of your own little conscience. You you work that out between you and God. But if your brother be grieved with your meat, just walk charitably. Don't destroy him with your meat for whom Christ died. You know, don't make that an issue. Continual issue between you and him. You know, it's uh, I, I, I don't eat. You know, you'll hear people come in and announce things. You know, they're always on these special diets. <laughs> Somebody, we had, uh, what did we have one time? We had uh, spaghetti, I think it was. And they got suspicious of the sauce right away. I'm thinking to myself, lady, this is all you're going to get to eat from us today. But we did happen to have some turkey that I told somebody to put some sauce. Because I know people. I know they're going to challenge based on something that they take into their body that passes right through and has very little effect on the kingdom within. <laughs> you know, you go nuts. We have a kingdom that is within us that is so far superior to what you're eating now. Which, you know, they just told us that's turkey. You know what I'm saying? It's got a label on it. I didn't see where it really came from. But you know, I mean, people are still got their things. But then you can't confront them and say, I'll shut up and bless it and eat it and throw down. You know, I mean, you want to. Some people I do say it to if I have liberty to say it to them. (laughs) Give them something to think about. But you know, it's the judgment thing. See, it's the judgment thing. Because you can tell by the way people announce it that that they already hold it in higher esteem than that thing that they're refusing. And so it's, you know, the Bible says quit doing that to your brother and let's cut to the chase and get to what's important here. We're not here to judge each other and, and you know, my meat is better than your meat and my not eating meat is better than both of you kind of thing. He says this, don't let your good be evil spoken of. In other words, you can destroy your witness. You know, you can do everything right before God and then kill it with one crazy thing that you hold on to. You know, that puts puts you in conflict with somebody for no reason. See, there's no reason for this kind of nonsense. He says this, he said, the kingdom of God doesn't really consist of meat and drink. He says, it's not even about what you eat and what you drink. But he says, it's a state of righteousness that brings peace and joy with the Holy Ghost. So it's a kingdom that's governed in a spiritual matter. It has nothing to do with your physical, what you eat how much you eat you know all that you know you shouldn't eat too much and and let's all just stop but the thing of it is that isn't that isn't worth condemning somebody for let's put it that way even people in the world know better than that you know they they know better than to condemn each other based on you know appearance or or what you eat drink or whatever They, you know, I mean, people really are getting smart in the world, to be honest with you. Um, 
And, and you're seeing good fruit come from it. You know, like years ago, if, if you had a child born with Down syndrome, you were advised by the doctor to abort the baby. You know, that was kind of like because these children take a lot of care and 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 you see sometimes now I was watching something I saw yesterday online uh um oh yeah it was a it was a story it, it was it was um it was a little video clip put together I think by a group of people who were um talking about down syndrome and just encouraging parents and you know have little support groups where you can learn from each other and you know the things that they've gone through you know they can help you with it yourself and so forth and so on and the the clip started out uh, with a quote from a lady and it says a woman was in our office or wrote us a letter and said I'm pregnant my child has down syndrome and I'm scared and they made the clip and it said we made this clip with children and it said what would you tell this mother and we allowed children with down syndrome to talk on the oh my god you know and it just you look at that and you think to how wrong the wisdom of this world is how wrong could we be to encourage people to get rid of these children when they're they're probably the greatest blessing in the lives of some of these people you know i mean just amazing things that god will bring forth out of us if we will allow that kingdom within to begin to minister to us to nurture us to help us think better to help us uh, come up with greater solutions to problems greater ideas all the solutions to the world's problems come from God folks they come out of the spirit of God you don't just necessarily have to be a Christian you know to get these answers but definitely influenced by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit he'll lead you and guide you into the right answers and so many times these answers are right within our grasp but they are waiting for somebody to forget about what the world (laughs) says and really you do have to do that in order to get into God's kingdom you have to totally ignore the world You've got to forget what the world says, what the experience of the world uh, has been in certain situations to get that truth. It's a spiritual kingdom, folks. It's not, it hasn't got anything to do with what people look like, how much trouble they are to take care of, how, what kind of quality of life you think they'll have, who's going to take care of them when they get to be adults and older, and all that stuff that comes into play, all that natural wisdom that comes into play when, when these things occur. Um, the thing we call the Special Olympics started out with an idea with somebody who just ignored what the world said. See, it's just paid no attention to to uh, what people in the world said about uh, people that were what they used to call mentally retarded, uh, delayed. Uh, all of that kind of stuff that just just no paid no attention to that no attention 
no attention to it just went ahead and did what was in their heart to do what they felt inspired to do see that kingdom within began to feed an idea and a desire and it grew into something wonderful that more people can share and that's really why God puts us here to affect humanity in a good way to affect humanity in a godlike way to affect humanity to wake up to the riches that are within all of us if we will allow the person the opportunity to bring that forth and so God depends on his church he depends on his people very much to go within and get that spiritual answer and not just settle for what the world says this uh, Miriam Ibrahim that the one that was released it took people of God I don't care what anybody says about the Pope and the church and we all make mistakes the thing is they're holding up the name of Jesus as, as Lord and Savior in a, in a good way and it's respected by the world you got me it's respected by the world and so when you when you have that platform and you're respected by the world you start to use that platform to bring the kingdom to other people to release people into their destiny that God Jesus died for them he died for that woman to be free of that Muslim oppression when she did get free the devil tried to snatch her back again and then God comes and frees her again he'll keep doing it and keep doing it because our kingdom is not of this world it's very much superior to this world even though the inhabitants are humble people we're not ostentatious people or we shouldn't be we we're not called to that (laughs) you know we got all kinds but you know what I'm saying that's not our standard our standard is the kingdom within and in the the king uh, Jesus Christ being on the throne of our hearts and and guiding our hearts in a, a good way so that when we affect the world we affect the world for his glory so the riches are spiritual we said here it's the kingdom of God is not what you eat and drink it's not uh, nothing to do with the physical what you imbibe but righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Ghost and he says for he that in these things serve Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men so this is a this is a non-issue thing here this is something that you can skip over and go on to something more important you know like winning a soul for Christ and living out that kingdom letting that kingdom affect you personally so that when when your witness is established in the earth you draw people to Christ you got me you draw them to the savior so what we fight to hold on to identifies who we serve what are we fighting to hold on to it's good to come back to our original idea in God you know I can remember being a new Christian want to tell everybody about the Lord and you were so in love with God and that that kingdom within began to express itself in your words you know that God has done a different thing in me he's done a new thing in me he's done something wonderful in my life and I want to share that with people and so that's that's always our witness folks always to give him glory for what we are presenting to the world know that we have riches within us we are valuable people we are valuable people but we don't boast in our value we boast in our Lord that's the difference that we give glory to God this kingdom 
is given to righteous men. 1 Corinthians 6 9. He says, Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't be deceived. Got me? Don't be deceived. Neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate. You know, that really covers everything. Abusers of themselves with mankind, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revilers, extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. He says, and some of you were, were, were that way. He said, but now you're washed and sanctified. Stay that way. Don't go rolling the mud again. You're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And so we're, we're different species, folks. New creation people we've never lived before. That old person we used to be is totally gone. Reckon him dead. Don't let him rise up again. Don't let him convince you to let him live another day. (laughs) You know, people always say, you know, well, you know, I'm just weak. No, you're not. Let the weak say you're strong. Don't let me hear you confess that again. You got me? It really starts with obeying the kingdom, the promptings of the Holy One. In, in establishing the kingdom within. You know you may feel weak or the devil may tell you you're weak. But you're not. You're strong. You're strong enough to do whatever it is God tells you to do. You know. If we could just know that. <clears throat> you know the Bible says bad company corrupts good manners. You know a lot of times people fall because of the company they choose to keep. You know they don't really understand the value of what's within them. They they allow it to be eroded because they can't say no sometimes to certain company. They gotta have contact with certain people and gotta be friends with them. And well, I can't say no to them because they've been nice to me. Well, you know, you need to say no. You gotta. You're saying yes to Jesus, really. You know. <laughs> It's not so much saying no to somebody you don't want to offend, but it's more saying yes to the Lord. You know, you got to understand God's involved in these things. And so we, we, it's a kingdom that, that uh, keeps us separated from evil, you know, and God, you know, produces that holy separation from us. He will have us interact with People from all walks of life, all kinds of levels, but we're interacting as servants in his kingdom, see, and as witnesses for him. And that doesn't mean that you have to be constantly asking them to pray the prayer of salvation. You know, that door opens, but sometimes it doesn't. But it is encouraging them into the kingdom of God. It's encouraging them that God wants them too. God has a good life for them. That kind of thing. And so when we we interact with the world but we are not given over to the authority of the world. We can never subordinate the kingdom of God to the kingdom of this world. And that's what Jesus established for us. He relinquished his control over his own life To pay the penalty for us to be seated in heavenly places with him in his resurrection. And so when we think about the price that he paid, he humbled himself to the hand of God. And that's how we enter in the kingdom. We humble ourselves to the hand of the Father. He 
he introduces us into the kingdom so that we can abide there and live our lives from the strength of his kingdom from the from the resources of his kingdom from the resources of his word he has unlimited resources for us for every good work that he has given us to do every good work and so those with those resources being unlimited we are only limited by our ability to communicate our purpose from him draw what we need from him and then go out in the world and use our spiritual resources for the good of God's kingdom that's the only thing that's we're just limited to our ability to understand our task in God and then we draw the resources that we need from that spiritual fountain or for that from that spiritual well whatever you want to call it <clears throat> so this kingdom is given to righteous men and not the earthly ones and not the powerful ones Luke 17:20 tells us there's a glory within I don't think that's no not 17:20 I'm sorry there our kingdom in our kingdom there's a glory within and not without so that means that the servants of the kingdom even the big ones serve they they condescend and they bend down and they they allow others to see the essence of the kingdom and that is that we are called as human beings to serve one another not to lord it all over one another but to serve one another Jesus' dominion and rule is in the heart of men. It's not in their necessarily their comings and goings only like a government would be. In our country now we see the government. Everybody complains that the government's trying to control too much stuff. And in a democracy, if the people haven't granted you the permission to do these things, then you shouldn't be doing them. And so what we see then that that there is a desire in the worldly kingdom to dominate, dictate, and control human beings. Somehow natural governments don't trust letting people be too free. God's the only one who trusts us with the freedom he gives us. He's the only, you know, he can trust us with the freedom because he's not intimidated by what we would do. <laughs> he knows the limitations of our abilities. But natural governments are very much intimidated by, by their people and what they will do with the freedom if it's given to them. How they'll be able to respond and what responsibility the government's going to have to have. If, you know, we give people access to this, that, and the other, what ramifications is that going to have for us? And so forth and so on. And rightly so. Sometimes the government does get overtaxed with responsibility if they don't put some restrictions on it. God has built in within his kingdom directions, instructions that not so much restrict our ability abilities but increase our abilities in a kingdom way so that really as a believer you're not so 
cognizant of what you can't do, you're more aware of what you can do. In fact, the conviction comes when you don't do as much as you know you're capable of doing. Which is very different from the old covenant law even. You know, where you, you had to, you couldn't go here because this was going to get you in trouble. And that, and, But you might do that for a season as a believer. But once you really get the flow of things of living in the spirit, you get on the road with God. You find out that there's a whole big world out here that God in, expects you to have have a a spiritual positive spiritual impact on for him where he gets glory we don't we serve he gets the glory we point people to him they get the benefit of of their relationship with him and then we kind of fade into the background you know isn't that the way we're supposed to do it we're to present Jesus Christ alive and living to a world that needs him desperately and we know he's the answer and so our job then begins to work with God to understand how best to do that considering our gift our abilities our limitations where we're at all that kind of stuff that's the full-time job of the believer is to understand his position in the earth his impact in his surroundings around him and how to work with God to affect maximum impact of, of our lives in the earth and we only have a finite number of years to do it folks you you have the number of years that God gives you hopefully you're you'll be strong and energetic throughout the whole time you know i mean and if you're not then you go to uh uh phase two or you go into the next uh like michelle duggar you know 19 and counting she hasn't been able to get to number 20 but she was saying well if you know if there are no more children this is how i keep that nursery <laughs> she got a nursery still though she's taking her nursery down but uh yeah but she i i what I really believe, I think she'll probably um, probably wind up adopting some children, and it. I'm I'm excited really to see what that lady's going to do. What she because she loves children. She loves teaching them. She loves you know fixing them up and cleaning them up and changing diapers and all that stuff, and so. Uh, you know it'll it'll be a glorious thing to see what she does in that realm because it's set up for somebody who you know could take care of even sicker children because she's had some experience with with one of hers having been premature and so you know we need to pray for her you know when you when you see people like that just add them to your you know like your uh we have a uh the prayer where we want more christian families to adopt children we need to put the duggars on there because i know they'll do an excellent job see that that they've already proven what they can do following the word and teaching their kids a according to the word and so it'll be exciting to see see exactly what they continue to do they're young yet still in their 40s and so and they got children and grandchildren so this thing can go on forever but it'll be exciting to see what they can do uh you know in the lord so there's a glory within not without we don't boast and we don't take credit for and we don't you know let ourselves get touched with that that belongs to God his dominion and rule is in the hearts of men 
and that's where we need to to do our greatest work is praying for hearts to be changed hearts to be open to God open to the gospel praying for the preaching of the gospel to increase <clears throat> that there will be more of us who would give the word and and give uh, give exactly what God wants us to give to people uh, and I think that's where the the gifts of the spirit operate the greatest is with people who are uh, don't know God apart from God and and uh, you know who really need to know God uh, I've had opportunities at times to uh, minister you know out of the word of knowledge to people that did I know don't go to church aren't a part of the church or whatever and it it touches people to know that God's real that he can give them he cares enough about them to give persons information about them that touches their very heart so that they can uh, you know they can experience God and really know the love of God and and so it's a good thing uh, to make sure that you're you're believing God for the right words to speak to people uh, believing him for opportunities to share his love with people because I mean you could do that all day all day long and all night long really you know <clears throat> so I said okay so this kingdom Jesus told Peter to put up his sword uh, because you know his his he didn't want his servants fighting but we do fight in this kingdom and the, our weapons are spiritual and second Corinthians 10 4 he says <clears throat> in 3 for though we walk in the flesh we're in flesh and blood bodies we do not war after the flesh so we don't use our words and in in hurtful ways to war with people Um, you know we do but we shouldn't you know when we do we repent and we want to reconcile and, and make things right but that's not the prescribed way that is to be done nor are we to fight physically uh, with people in this kingdom it's not where we take up a real army I know uh, during the middle ages they had the crusades remember that uh, those groups and they would go out and fight real physical battles and that was because the revelation on the word was so low you know that they didn't have any real understanding of the word and desperately needed it and so our weapons are are not not uh, of this world they're not worldly weapons and he says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but they are mighty so carnal weapons are always weak weapons any war that you win in the natural will have to be kept in the natural sustained in the natural fought again in the natural all of that the natural warfare never ends and even Jesus said that there will be wars and rumors of wars and all of those things so that war thing will never end it'll end when Jesus brings it to an end with peace because he has decided that the time is 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 for that to happen and and that's how that is going to take place and so we need to understand that if there is a warfare that's going on we have to fight on that same spiritual level level which means that your warfare 
is against principalities and powers and spiritual rulers and not even praying against people against their flesh and blood you know you want to spare people you want to see people freed up we still have that love for humanity that Christ has put in us and so but that doesn't mean that we leave people in positions of influence if we know that they're working for the devil you know these these are things that you have to really dig in with God to get an understanding but your 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 safe zone is to pray the word and to take authority over the spiritual influence that's causing that person to to do what they do um, there are all kinds of people in positions of influence that shouldn't be there because they're not there for the right reasons their hearts are not toward helping anybody they're there for personal gain um, especially in the political realm you know I think uh, now that information is so widespread people are getting more understanding of how our political system works and they don't like it I know I don't like what I see um, I don't like the fact that uh, remember in the old days where uh, um, somebody who had a good heart could decide to run for Congress and got the people behind them and they got a lot of people to vote for them and pretty soon they wound up in the White House. Who's that? Mr. Smith goes to Washington or something like that. Well, Mr. Smith has got to have millions of dollars to pay lobbyists and special interest groups to donate to him because you you can't get. You can't get a campaign going without tons and tons of money. And it kind of comes a little hard if you're looking for $5 at a time. And so this thing that, 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 that we see, things that we see happening that kind of are getting out of our control, can only be brought to subjection through the realm of the Spirit. Christians are going to have to spend more time doing this level of warfare and fighting these demon entities and and getting them to let go of the minds of people uh, so that these people can do the will of God and and we can have freedom for people that want to live free and so when we know our weapons are spiritual that gives us a great advantage but it also gives us a lot of responsibility to follow through on these things because then you know if you don't do it who will and you get that sense uh, I know I've gotten that sense over the years I, I've seen I can remember when people oh all they want to do is pray you know and we'd have large groups of people in prayer meetings and so forth but they dwindle <laughs> you know I used to look at the the uh you know the churches that would have the little elderly ladies meeting at five o'clock on Wednesday morning to pray and nobody else would ever show up and I'm thinking they might as well meet then because if they had it any other time probably they couldn't get many people involved you know pretty soon people they drag their feet they come late they don't want to be there on time they just want to get in you know people just are people and so when you think about what it takes for God to move in situations it's a good thing he'll say by many or by few because if he didn't we couldn't get much done so you couldn't get much done because you have to have people who are totally faithful and giving over to wrestling in the spirit for things and don't even almost look at what goes on in the natural and I remember when the Lord first gave us our assignments he would tell us that we would get our prayer assignments by looking at 
what was problems in the news. He said and he would tell us when we were getting answers in the news and then we could be encouraged that our prayers were doing the right thing. But we should never get so encouraged that we get off of our watch and think our job is done. See, that's that's the that's the great deception in the church is this this thing that we have to get our information from the natural exclusively instead of understanding that that kingdom is in our hearts God places his kingdom in the hearts of men and you have to go within and talk to him and get your instruction get your encouragement get your next assignment get your whatever it is that you need and you can use the natural to a degree to confirm sometimes what's going on but for the most part you cannot take your cues from there I was I was uh um <clears throat> the comedian Tracy Morgan was in an automobile accident uh not too long ago and um I was looking on Facebook one day and and people were saying he was dead. You see? And and you know I would put my little thing on there he's not dead he's alive keep praying you know the devil will kill you if you listen to it. But see this is how the enemy works. He will get See, there are people who really legitimately pray when they see things like that. They they want to, but they're limited in their commitment, and the enemy knows that. He, he knows, you know, he knows who's going to, like, not everybody sits up with a prayer manual like we do and write down names and pray over them for the longest time. They don't. Most people will look at, oh, well, let's pray. Well, you know, Lord, just help them, heal them, whatever, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then when they hear that there's no more need from that, they cut it off. And so <clears throat> you have to be careful that you don't get, you got your assignment from the Spirit. You get your release from your assignment the same place you got the assignment. You get it from the Spirit. You don't get it from what the tabloids say or what the world says or what any of that stuff says. There are people that, you know, on these reality shows, they would be together if they hadn't got on television. Because the media will have them in trouble, divorced. All of that stuff. The, the enemy wants to destroy people. He'll build you up just so he can get you off your guard and so he can destroy you. And so the same situation that you thought was building you up can be the same one that will destroy you. <clears throat> so our weapons are spiritual. We need no earthly force to help us. We don't need the earth's weapons to advance us or maintain us. Jesus always conquered with words. The Bible says his word was with power. Words and touch, you know, impartation of the spirit. His power is truth and not swords. The world needs swords. All we need is our truth. The motive in our kingdom is totally different from that of the kingdom of the world. Our motive is love. We do things because number one we love God. Got to love him first. And then your neighbor is yourself. You you spread that love, the what what God gives you, then you're able to shed it abroad to others. And his love is indiscriminate. The way you can know that you moved out of the love of God is you find that you can give it to some people and you don't give it to others. You know what I'm saying? You just, you know, uh oh, let me see now, let me see, let me see. 
you know I, I have a tendency to uh, you know I, I told you when I, I buy things because I think they look nice and then I get them home and they're not for me sometimes I'll buy things I know for other people you know what I'm saying but you know I'll say oh it looks nice and, yeah that ain't mine it's you know what I'm saying or it looks you know it makes you look like you're from the 60s again you know some of this hippie looking stuff they're selling now and it only looks good on young people you got me because when you put it on you put on some tie-dye and you in your 60s you look like an old rocker trying to trying to rock your last like get in a wheelchair rocking chair already old lady hey yeah, stop it <laughs> so so you know you, we, yeah. but you know what i'm saying you 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 have to really tune yourself in and do the right thing so <laughs> <laughs> I won't even go further with that because some people just don't know how to let it go. You know what I'm saying? They just don't know how to let it go. <clears throat> so, <laughs> but our motive is always love. There's no discrimination there. And so sometimes what I'll do is in in if I have clothes, I have extra clothes. I'll give them to Pastor Shirley. Because then she can look at it with a different light than I do. And she'll say, well, I'm thinking this is for someone. Is that okay? I say, you just do what you want to do with them because I don't know what to do. But but you know what I'm saying. And, and, and oftentimes they wind up in the hands of the right people because she knows how to judge. And she does it understanding what people like, understanding what looks good on them and all that kind of thing. And, and so I remove myself from it uh, saying, thinking, well, this looks good on so and so and then you forget about somebody that maybe has a need or something like that and so you don't ever want to do that but that's the way God's love is see it's without partiality and so we can pray for anybody we can help anybody we can come to the rescue of anybody because love is our motive and we're not we're not trying to gain power we're not trying to gain influence folks please because that's the trap of the believer because i'll tell you the love of god really is so attractive that people oftentimes get caught up in people instead of in god you know, when your persona is bigger than the God you serve, then there's an adjustment that needs to be made there. Because people will start to gravitate toward that individual as a personality and forget about <coughs> following God. And so when your motive is love, and, and you keep your heart pure before God. You know, you keep yourself before God with the word and, uh, you know, examining yourself in light of the word. You know, and, and just let yourself flow with the things of God in a, in a real way. And you can, can always be there as a witness for God. He'll, he'll be able to trust you. He'll add more to what you're doing. He'll increase your of influence, anointing, power, whatever it is that we're looking for. He will always increase us because we're a trustworthy people. And so our goal is not to control people and it's not to intimidate them or keep them in fear. And that's what the world does in a way in a very subtle way and and I see it so clearly now with the uh, the different programs that the government has had they started out good a war on poverty and we haven't won it yet in fact we're losing every year that we <laughs> that we try we're losing 
And so it's one of those things where you see the more the government gets involved, the more they want to get involved. The more money they throw at things, they got to have more money because that last money wasn't enough. Seldom do they ever say, you know what, we need to stop this and we need a better idea. And so the Christian is the one that will come with a better idea because we'll understand things aren't working. We'll understand that it's not lining up with the word. You know, the Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. And so if we're feeding people continually. uh, See I remember when uh, the uh, um, contract with America was signed by the Republicans. And they added work to the welfare. They took a ton of people off welfare. And you know those people went and got jobs. They got jobs. They put kids in daycare. They did what they had to do. But they went and got a job. Recently that's been rescinded. So now we're right back again. See these hard. Once these things get implemented. It's hard to get them out of circulation. So it takes a spiritual weapon to yank that thing out of its high place. And replace it with the wisdom of God. Because people are getting more and more, you know, it, when you when you understand God to a degree and you understand people and how people are so essential to the to one another, to our uh, ability to run this earth under God's command. How many gifts are missing because of one thing or another? How many people are needed to to cause success to come as far as what God's ordained for the earth is concerned? And you see people being told more and more that they can't do certain things. They're not capable of doing these things. They're not competent enough to, you know... The mayor of New York, ex-mayor of New York, thought people weren't smart enough to figure out how big a soda to drink. You understand me? So this is getting to, it's getting beyond ridiculous, folks. But you know, when you know God and you know the capability of a human being, these things are God-given. I mean, all you got to do is connect that person with the Lord and you got a, a win-win thing there, you know. And so the biggest trouble in the world to me is removing God from everything. Not letting people have access to God and letting man dominate and rule and have dominion over man all the time you know when is this going to end people who crave power never get rid of power i mean never never lose their taste for power you see your boy putin over there trying to i mean as glad as they were when they tore down the berlin wall and all the communist nations got to be on their own the government communist russian government there was glad to get rid of that responsibility you know they had a huge military they had to keep all of those factions of people from fighting each other then when they let everybody go they started fighting again now putin wants to go in and take over again it just never stops see it never stops until god puts the people to work to advance his kingdom in this world 
And we don't look at what the world values. We don't care what the world says. We don't think about what the world says is impossible. We don't think about how hard it looks. How tough it looks. You don't know. Oh it's going to take years. So you don't know that. We're just going to pray anyway. We're just going to continue to advance his kingdom. Because we know within us. That there's good that's going to come into this world. If the savior can rule and reign in the hearts of men. Amen. Praise God. Father we thank you for your word and for understanding for the word that makes us capable just capable servants of yours to make sure your kingdom prevails and it will your kingdom is increasing every day it's an ever increasing it's invisible but it's increasing we can't see it but it's increasing it's not of this world but it's increasing And we thank you for the increase of your government in the world. In Jesus name. Amen. Praise God. Amen. If anybody needs prayer.